The Longbox Crusade presents Fan Bill Fridays. Welcome to a special episode of Fan Film Fridays. Uh, those of you hearing and listening to this are probably part of our Crusaders Club, and if you're not, then you should be, but that's okay, it's going out to the general public too, just at a slightly delayed rate. But this is a special episode because I am joined by none other than John Galligan, director, co-writer, and star of Indiana Jones. And the secret of the Queen's Giant. John, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Clinton? Thank you for having me. Uh, when you were giving me the introduction there, I, I kind of felt like Tommy Wiseau. Director, <laughs> star, <and> producer. <laughs> oh, I mean, this man runs the whole gamut. I think you were involved in everything but sound, pretty much? Uh, I even, I, I, I did dabble in the sound. I mean, I, I guess, I think. Every fan film, I think, mostly the guy who uh, comes writes the story and is involved in a lot of the 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 aspects of the filmmaking. I I would guess. I mean, I did. I'm an editor by trade. Like that's what I do first and foremost. But like you know, I, obviously I did the editing. But the you know, I, it's been a dream to be in an Indiana Jones uh, film. Like most Indiana Jones diehard fans, like we always dream of being Indiana Jones on the big screen. So, I mean, when I wrote it, I wrote it for me. So, <laughs> so yeah, that worked out. Okay, so just starting out, why Indiana Jones? Well, I mean, uh, it, I guess we, we got time here to talk about it. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's cut me off if I, if I talk too much. I might have the what? gift of gab here. No, you're um, fine. You're fine. Yeah, if, like, if, I'm, yeah, if I have any questions, too, because I don't want to ramble. But, uh uh, Indiana Jones is, um, I, I come from a broken home. So Indiana Jones was something that I turned to as a young, young kid to kind of escape the realities of having a hard time at home. My parents were divorced at a young age and things were difficult. So me and my brother, we both turned to uh, 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 Star Wars and Indiana Jones to kind of escape. So we watched the movies and play with the toys and, you know, kind of daydream our way out of whatever troubles we were dealing with. And I guess it's always stuck with me that um, I wanted to be a filmmaker, and uh, I figured I'm also in a band. Uh, shout out to my band, Dead by Choice, with my brother uh, as well. I play drums, he plays guitar, and he writes all the music. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I guess we we you know we wanted a way to escape that kind of stuff, and you know, it, I, I I guess trying to dabble into filmmaking, being in the band, I knew that. 
you start off with covers when you're when you're learning an instrument. So I felt like the best way to learn to be a filmmaker was to cover something or, or pay homage to something and learn from, you know, try to learn from from, you know, those that, that did the craft at, at such a high level. Like and obviously Spielberg and Lucas. That's why we went right for Indiana Jones. And uh, my brother was a big help, too, in the filmmaking process. He, he did all the sound and he actually starred as Forrestal in the film uh so you know he you know he, he was there with me the whole step of the way too so that's pretty much why indiana jones i guess okay and this was your first fan film that you did yeah this is my first film that i did i i did some acting in, in another film some years back um but it, you know uh this is my first uh f- film you know fan film film in general really wow yeah okay and you actually uh you won some awards for this, am I right? Yeah, yeah, we won. We won. I entered it in a bunch of film festivals, and we we won some some pretty cool awards and stuff. And and uh, we we won a lot of awards, actually. Uh, not to toot our own horn, I'm, I'm much to my surprise. Oh, actually, no, please do. <laughs> no, I I can't. I, I it, it's it's a funny. I learned so much. Like it took us two years, and I would be. I I can't. I can't let this go, but you know, by, without saying it, but I, I learned so much from my, my, who be, ended up becoming one of my best friends. His name is Luca Canessa and he's a, 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 a veteran filmmaker, 15 years of making film. And uh, we met by chance after filming one day, um, some like rehearsal footage at the scene of where we were going to film. You know, we went back to, to eat. We were all hungry. It was me and my brother, uh, my girlfriend, Debbie, and now my fiance, actually, um, uh, she she's the DP of the film, and she did all the artwork for the poster too. I, I mean, I involved so many of my my best friend is Wuhan, so I tried to involve so many because, uh, like I said, Indiana Jones is something really close to my heart. So I wanted to make this picture something that uh, that I could cherish, you know. And I, I thought involving people I love and care about would would really um, make it something memorable for me. But when we met Luca, it was it was. It was a crazy meeting. I was kind of complaining, like most directors do, that we, uh, editors do, that I didn't have the capability of editing in 4K. Um, my machine that I had was like, you know, kind of a, a regular machine, and I just wasn't going to be able to do it. But our camera was capable of shooting in a UHD. So uh, Luca had overheard us. He was at the restaurant. He came over to me, and he, he introduced himself in a very professional way, which is Luca's style. And uh, he, you know, I... As I said, I was in a band. I'm in a band, so like I've experienced a lot of people coming over to us at the show and telling us a lot of like I'm in the record industry, yada yada. So when Luca came over, it didn't feel like those guys because a lot of those guys, uh, I don't want to curse, but a lot of them are BSers. So <laughs> they come up to you and they're like, "I play, uh, I play drums for you know whatever for Led Zeppelin back in you know something crazy." And uh, <laughs> so I'm used to that. But Luca was different, and I kind of knew he put his card there and. I kind of had the feeling. So that weekend, I told Luca, I picked him up. Uh, he came to the shoot the next week, which was another uh, a great feeling because, you know, a lot of people say things and then they don't come through. But Luca's not that kind of guy. And uh, when I picked him up, I was a little apprehensive to tell him what we were shooting. So when he got in the car, he said, oh, what is this picture you're shooting? And I and I said, uh, it kind of was like, uh, it's a fan film. Uh, um, and he's like, what's it about? And I said, uh, Indiana Jones. And I kind of said it like, you know, because I didn't want him to think it was just me dressing up with the fedora mm-hmm. and going crazy. 
And uh, he, I felt him look at me. And he told me that he had studied at home school for a year, his first year, um, Raiders of Lost Ark. So once that happened, it was like kismet. It was, it was a match made in heaven. I, I hit it off with him. And we, we were so close for two years. He ended up becoming one of my best friends. Um, I can't, can't say enough about, about him and his ability to make films and his ability to, uh, you know, to get the right shot, to make things cinematic. He's just a fantastic filmmaker. And um, that, you know, that, that was a really big help in, uh, in, in the filmmaking, I guess, the filmmaking process that we had, you know. Yeah. Well, folks, John is definitely being uh, humble here because just skimming through two of the awards that stand out to me are Best Editing and Best Fan Film. <laughs> so oh, man, I... for somebody that this is their first effort, I mean, you came out of the gate running. Uh, I, I yeah, that that's really humbling. I, like I said, man, I, I when you make a fan film, you know, we got lucky enough to have have Lucas talent and Debbie too. I can't say enough about her her talent. I mean, I uh, I'm enthralled by her. Obviously, I, I asked her to marry me. So uh, yeah, she's she's her artistic talent is second to none. I mean, if you guys could check out the poster when you get a chance. I mean, I I wanted her to do a, a, a Richard Amsel uh, ish film. Uh, ish poster for the film and uh man she hit it right out of the park she did the raiders one and and really did it her own way gave it her own flavor and uh, i couldn't be happier with that she also did the uh the uh the map that i hold in the uh in the film oh, yeah i have cool. it here it's i don't know if you can see but oh did, yeah that yeah man, that is that's still beautiful yeah i, I framed it uh because it's 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 amazing but she did it. She weathered it, and it looks old. Hold it, film in the beginning. Um, I mean, to win those awards, I, knowing that I—I I mean, my brother is is talented in sound. He's a songwriter, and he recorded all the music. You could hear us on Spotify, Dead by Choice. If you go to Spotify, and that's Dead by Choice. Um, if you, you know, we're a metal band, and Chris does all the recording, and uh, he's he's just a great sound engineer, and he did he. I, so many talented people I had around me, Luca, Debbie, and my brother Chris, and you, 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 you see things unfolding, and my vision was just taking, uh, taking on new life. And to win an award, we got like some really good reviews, too. I kind of put it out there to be reviewed. I just, I want it's my first film, so I was kind of like, uh, I wanted to see what, what I could correct, what I can work on. So when I put it out there for the festivals, I was hopeful that like I, I, I didn't expect that I would win. I just expected that I would uh, get some some fans, some feedback, and like and and the, the positive feedback. We got a couple of like critical things, and I and I, and I'm aware of a lot of it. So I, you know, that's what brings us to the future and want to make and want to make more films, not just Indiana Jones, but because um, we are we're making a, a sequel to the to this one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're making a sequel to this one, but we're you know, I, I'm a writer, so like I, I kind of, I want to. I'm a very big. Uh, Indiana Jones is my my number one. Th mm. uh, yeah, that's my. I'm the biggest fan, but I'm also a very big Hitchcock fan, and I'm a very big Rod Serling fan. So like, uh, very nice. Yeah, uh, if, uh, there's some things about in, the Indiana Jones film we made. I kind of had to like, um, uh, kind of water down a little. I wanted to do a little bit more of of uh, uh horror in a sense like but i had to like because it's indiana jones so you want to keep it in that genre and um but i have other films that i'd love to 
to to put out there that I wrote that you know that it's like I said about like I alluded to before being in a band you do covers you know and that's how you start off as you play in your garage with you know you jam out like your favorite songs you learn your instrument that's kind of what I'm doing here with Indiana Jones and I'm just I, I love film it's it kind of I, I can say that that and music saved my life I think coming from a you know a difficult situation when I was a kid and you know, it's really amazing that I was able to to put out a film, and I, I'm very humbled by like I can't even say it enough. I, it's, it's just to me I, when you when I first when I went back get back to this too when I went to the um, the restaurant when we met Luca and was complaining about not being able to film in 4K. At that time, I didn't think I was making a film. I just thought we were having fun creating something that we would enjoy for each other. It wasn't until Luca got involved that I realized um, right after that first shoot that I realized what we were capable of doing. What I mean, and hearing the, 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 um, the awards and all that stuff, it, it's, it doesn't feel like it feels so like humbling that I, and I'm not trying to be, I'm a straight shooter. So I'm not trying to be like, you know, I really am. I, I'm sincere when I say I'm like, you know, I'm very humbled by it. I, yeah, I just, I hope people enjoy it. I, I really, we worked hard on it and I really hope people enjoy it. I really do. I mean, that, the love, the work, all of that, it, it really does show. So, I mean, all those awards are well deserved. Thanks, Clinton, so much. And thank you for having me here on, on the podcast. I really, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, really uh, what, yeah, what were some of your uh, more memorable moments during the shooting? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> there's a lot uh well i had to learn to do the whip um that was something i really um uh got involved with and my, my good friend gus i hope i'm pronouncing this right Cesados gus he's a whip maker and um i uh i i i i found my friend jared he's, his name is he calls himself throw me the whip on uh, uh instagram he's a another diehard indiana jones fan and uh, once i started like posting my cosplay he and i uh, linked up and he was a big help in helping me get my my authentic jacket and my 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 hat and um I, my hat is steel and jones it's the fedora um i can't say enough about a lot of the uh, you know a lot of the stuff that i you know the cause the the costume itself because uh, it's really fun but the whip itself i had to learn how to do it and it was it was difficult it's whip craft is not easy and uh i i got pretty good at it i it took a while. I whipped myself in the eye on, Ooh. on, yeah, on, um, uh, there's a take I have, and I actually have footage of it. Um, I was like doing a practice run of a shot and, uh, while I was, I was in the woods and I spun the whip around my head. It's an overhead crack I was doing and I hit a branch behind me unbeknownst to me. And when it did, it changed the trajectory. Luckily I didn't get hit with the, the end of it. I got hit with kind of the, the middle of the handle in my mm -hmm. eye but when it hit me. <clears throat> it i didn't know what part of the whip hit me because it it hurt like crazy and i went down on all fours thinking i like took out my eye um i guess that's not really that memorable i mean it's memorable <laughs> yeah it's memorable <laughs> it's memorable. Sure. yeah it's it's something it's funny because it's not the best moment but it's memorable in the sense that uh it sticks it sticks with me as a moment where i like when i went down on all fours i said what the hell am i doing out here man what well, I'm, I just lost my eye. I, lo I mean, it was like, it felt like that, you know? And, um, yeah, there's, there's some great moments. I mean, uh, um, my, my good friend Blake, who's a, uh, he he's a manager at AMC, 
So uh, a lot of cool stories to tell about him, but but he plays uh, the character, the kid in the film, uh, Kid Parker, and uh, uh, he's like Jones's like sidekick, student protege, and uh, and and I got some memories with him. Got some memories with my my good friend Billy, who's actually uh, my neighbor. He lives above me. He's like a, a Shotokan champion, and he's the one I fight. Um, uh, he's he's Forrestal's like henchman. And we have like a nice, a nice little uh, a brawl, trying to give a little homage to Pat Roach. Uh, trying, you know, um, uh, B- Billy is is a fantastic martial artist. I mean, he throws crazy roundhouse kicks, but he's not as big as Pat Roach. So, <laughs> you know, we we try, mm-hmm. but um, you know, so many things can can be said. Uh, G- Gabby, uh, uh, she's in the uh, in the film as well, and she's in the band with my brother called Manic Blue. Uh, they're in a band together. Um, and uh, she she plays Sophia Hapgood, which is a character. A lot of I don't know a lot of Indiana Jones fans out there that might know her, but mm-hmm. she's like a character from like not from the films, but from a lot of the the other media. And uh, and we have her. And what well, actually one other thing I gotta say. Um, so when I was a kid, um, I had a neighbor, and his name was Frank. And um, he moved away. I don't want to date myself on how old I am, but. I was very young. He moved away in 1987 from my being my neighbor, and I and he was my best friend. Him and his brother Danny were my best were best friends with me and my brother Chris. We're the same age, which is really cool. Danny being the younger, like my brother, and um, they moved away. And when they move away, and you're a kid, and that happens, it's heartbreaking. I hadn't seen him for 30 years, so Facebook. I ended up finding him, like just through a search. It was crazy. I found him, and we, we got to talking, and I couldn't believe, you know, how we hit it off. And he actually plays Mara. The, the 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 being that lives in the tree and uh, yeah so and because he ends up he's uh, great at doing like cosmetics and costume and cosplaying mm-hmm. so he ends up doing our thing and that was that was also really cool um and then i there's just so many i, I could go on and on about <laughs> it, it's mostly them you know it's funny like the, there's there are moments that, that are really cool but it's mostly the the cast and crew like like scott who ended up playing a a, a belloc and like uh, you know He's a good friend of mine too, and like it just we, we had so much fun doing the film. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't say it enough. Everybody involved, you know. Hmm. So the Victor, Big Evil, and Sven, those are the big guys at the end that I fight. Um, Sven is the really big guy. He goes my gym. He's a very, very big dude. Hmm. Uh, he's he's like a Pat Roach kind of guy. Um, the snakes, you know, the car stuff like that is really really memorable. I had to learn how to drive stick. Driving that car oh, wow. was on. Yeah, driving that car. It was a 1930 uh, car, and uh, it's just it's just a, an amazing automobile. So the and, car was um, like 100% authentic. It's not like a replica or anything. No, no, no. It's a real, a real deal. Oh uh, wow! It, yeah, yeah, it's real deal car, and um, yeah. So I, I mean, the, the, the driving it, it's weird. It's like when you drive. I like I learned how to drive a stick on my brother's car, and it's an it's a new car. I think it was a. Honda, I think, but um, I'd learned how to drive on that for the shoot. And when I got in the 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 the, the Model A, when I got in it, um, it was it was much different. It was it felt like you were you. It was like you were you were making it go. It, it's hard to explain. It wasn't as much machinery going on. Like the, it, there's no power steering, and when you put it in gear, it's like it's it's you got to put it in gear, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's it. It's a hard thing to do, um, but that was cool too. Driving that that vehicle, um, and we also had we had a, a you know we had just so much fun, so much fun shooting, so much fun. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad you brought up the, the other characters because Pat, my co-host on the episode, he was so happy that Sophia was there because he had played yeah. like some of the Indiana Jones games on computer and stuff. Right, so. right. But uh, neither of us could place where Kid Parker comes from. Oh, no, he's made up. I, I made him up. That is I, so I, awesome. Yeah, I made him up because I, I I wanted to have some some of my own like little uh, um, I wanted to add some some stuff to it that was my own and uh, it it's like another thing too the film as I said it was the reason why this film uh, to me it means so much is that it just took on more life as I went I added more scenes as we went along I didn't write it in the traditional sense like the new one that the second one we were writing. Um, I'm writing it m- more traditional sense where I have everything written down at first because now I know what, what we can do. I didn't know what we can do. I wasn't sure what we were capable of. So I added scenes as we went along and added actors and characters as we went, we moved along. And that really like was why Kid Parker is somebody I came up with. I felt like Jones needed a sidekick. I didn't have, um, I, I didn't have a kid to play short, uh, short round. So, uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, and uh, it just it just turned out that way. I'm good friends with Blake. We always go to see like he works at AMC. So we go see movies together a lot. And we were just talking about it. And I was like, you know, I, I'm going to put you in the film. I got a part. You'll, you'll be the sidekick. And it just it just worked out. And uh, hopefully he'll be in the second one as well. I hope so. Yeah. So, uh, how long did shooting last? All right. Well, shooting took a long time. We I mean, if you. Put it all into one one thing. I would say it lasted maybe two weeks. Like if you did like fourteen days, I would say mm-hmm. um, total because we did a lot of shoots, reshoots. We did a lot. So I would say we were on set for about fourteen days. We had to rent a um, a studio. Uh, that's where we recreated. When I go inside, I don't. I could give spoilers. When I go inside the tree, so we had to recreate that. Um, we did a lot of the, the that stuff. Um, and it took time to build it. It took time for us to, to create the world that we wanted to create in that sense. So those, it took a while. But all in all, it took for editing uh, and the final, man, it took so many different shapes, the film. It was, but we added a lot. So I would say it took two years from first wow. shoot to final to get it to be where we could put it up on. Uh, it did change, too, because we had a... Um, a uh, uh, um, release, and when we did, we had um, you know uh, everyone came to the theater. It was an event, and um, that version of film I still have, but it did change when I put it up finally. That was kind of you know you got deadlines, you know you sign up for that, and then and then you want to make changes. Um, it's a lot going into it, and it's a lot putting it up on the scene. It's there's a lot of things that evolve. And it took years, I would say, but shooting the actual stuff was 14 days. So if you think about that. It's take. I mean, it takes it takes some time to really hone it because you're editing and time passes. Mm-hmm. People's schedules. It's when you're making a fan film. It's it's a lot of guerrilla style filmmaking. It's not like you know. Yeah, we don't have like a big budget. No, no big uh, uh, um, studio film studio that's like backing us. So you know, it's difficult. And we only had like Debbie, and we had our little 4K handheld camera out there, and you know. We had one camera. We didn't get to see dailies. We didn't get to see like any of that. We'd look into the little camera thing. We didn't, I mean, it was our first time out there. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to, for anyone that makes films, there's some advice I could give them, I guess, to help them. But 
because I'm going to use that for my second go round at this. Um, but it, it takes a long time. It's a it's a long, pro- especially if you care about it and you want it to to represent something. You know, if you want it to be as good as it can be, you know, you want to you want to get the right people involved, and it takes time. Okay, and without being like too nosy, we're always curious on here, like what a film's budget is. Oh, okay, that's no problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, we did a GoFundMe, and we got around, I'd say, twelve hundred dollars, which helped us pay for the studio. Which the studio was eight hundred per month. We had we wanted it for one month. It ended up being two, so the twelve hundred went towards that. But all in all. Uh, with the car rental, and if you factor in buying the camera, which we had to do, and the cosplay costume that I had to get, the, the fedora, the whip, the everything is very expensive. It all, all in all, came to about twelve thousand dollars. So it, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work, and this comes with me being able to use the studio for free, which. Luca is my my really good friend, so that's why you know we work together like that. And um, if I didn't have that, it would it could have cost me an astronomical amount of money. It could have this film could have cost I it could have cost a hundred thousand. I mean, if 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 you look at two years of making it, going to the studio, studio mm-hmm. time, you know, we 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 have it in Dolby surround sound, um, and we did that for my friend Lewis. He 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 helped Chris with that. He did the the mixing and well, the mastering and some of the mixing. Chris did a lot of the mixing. Chris did the ADR and uh, um, the dialogue replacement. And he, Chris did all the Foley, all the noise. And that costs money too. It's my brother doing it. If my brother didn't do it, could have cost me a lot. Even Debbie, my girlfriend doing the poster. The poster could have cost, man, it could have cost a lot, of, over a thousand, I guess, for the poster. And, uh, you know, the map she did and even her filming. Everything involved, it could have been a lot of money. Could have been, it could have been hundreds of thousands, actually. Thinking about it, yeah. But I got lucky. It was about twelve thousand, uh, little, maybe a little under twelve thousand, maybe a little around it. I, I, I knew the number, but you know, because I, it, I, I added it up so many times. It's just you're adding things and changing things, and then it's just, it's, 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 it's crazy that I want to do it again, but. <laughs> But I, I have an idea on how I can lessen that, um, and I and and I and I and I can improve upon what we did because there are some things I need to improve with the with the, the film. Okay, so for people that are like completely half a country away, like me, I had absolutely no clue the Queen's Giant is a real tree. <laughs> yes, it's a real tree. That yeah. So did your story? come about because of like local legends or anything or is it just something you came up with great great question um okay so that actually this is my favorite question um uh all right so one day i was my dad works for the parks well he had worked for the parks the new york city parks department and uh one day i was about 11 years old i was sitting down it was a beautiful day i was in my living room watching i don't remember what and my, my dad came in and he said, hey, it's a beautiful day. Why don't you go outside and enjoy, you know, uh, what am I going to do outside? I'm going to hang out in here. Yeah, you should go to where I work. There's this really cool tree. Tree. And he said, yeah, it's really tall and really old and you should go check it out. And I was like, uh, how old is it? And he told me how old it was. It was like 
three, four hundred years old, and it's really tall. It's the tallest and oldest living thing in New York. And you think, when you think in New York, you think tall things, you know? Mm-hmm. You think of like all the buildings and stuff. And you have a tree. I never really thought about there being a special tree. And when he walked away, I remember that I, I began daydreaming about going me going out to find the tree. He said that it's it's secluded and hidden, which really piqued my interest because he said it's hidden because they don't want people vandalizing it. They don't want people because that's how it can be in New York. People might do stuff to the tree, I guess. I don't know. But um, I just daydreamed from that moment. I was 11. So I uh, all that time I had always thought about what it would be like to go out there as Jones to try to find this mythical tree and what lurks. And oh, he said you can go inside it, too. It's so he said it's so big you can go inside. It. I was like, go inside it. How big is this tree? And I just, it just, the more I thought about it, the more my mind was going. But, you know, I never had the ability to film anything back then. It wasn't like any kind of real way I could get my hand on a, on a camera. I was 11. And then, you know, as time goes on, you never really think like, oh, I'm going to make a movie about a tree. And then, uh, you know, but you do, I did daydream a lot about that. I daydreamed about me being Jones and what it would be like to be Indiana Jones and go and discover this tree, go inside it. What's, what evils lurk inside there? And uh, it just when I saw it up on the screen at the premiere, I I, I mean, I, probably one of the greatest moments of my life. I, just watching that, knowing I, I, I had dreamed of the story was a little different than the one I had dreamed of, but but it's still kind of similar. I had an idea that there would be like a, a an old being some kind of deity living inside there who like, you know, it, it kind of like last crusade ish mm-hmm. where he had like, cause the tree of life, I always thought about that, like how old it is. So I thought like, Oh, there's some evil spirit who's lurking in there. And he, you know, maybe he can't leave the tree or he loses his power. And he, he you know, that's the price of immortality. Like they say in, in last crusade. So um, I just, it just took on a life and that's, you know, that's the queen's giant. It's a real tree. It's 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 very big. It's, it is ominous. It's a there's like a gate that goes around it. We could we wanted to remove the gate for cinematic purposes, but we couldn't really. Mm-hmm. You can't really do that for the. And I could have done that with like CGI, but that would have cost too much money. If I if 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 I was doing it with an unlimited budget, like a some kind of Hollywood thing, I would have definitely removed the uh, the the fence. But I like the but, fence though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's. <laughs> I'm, then I maybe I won't remove it. But uh, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, they, they keep a fence up around it because I guess people in New York get crazy. I don't know. I really don't know why anyone would want to destroy a tree. I don't know. Hmm. Actually, on set, now that I think about it, there was a guy there who was uh, maybe a homeless guy, but he was mentally disturbed, unfortunately, and uh, he was there. He had like a computer that wasn't plugged in and he was like tapping away on it. And he kind of was like interfering with what we were doing. And it almost got bad. Cause you know, I have the Strotocon champion with me and there was like some kind of stuff going on and then the guy wouldn't leave. And uh, it was, it got bad, but he left. I guess that's why they, they don't advertise it. Maybe they, they want people like me cutting down the fence. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, climbing inside of it. But um, yeah, it, you know, it's cool. It's a very cool thing. It, it really is. It's like 140 feet tall, I think. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's plenty of trees, you know, like you think of the sequoias in mm-hmm. like California. Those are those are unbelievably tall. Those would make this thing look like nothing. But for New York standard, this, I mean, we, we're not known for having, I mean, I guess Central Park, but we're not known for having, you know, yeah. the lots of trees. But upstate we are. 
but not not in the city. Okay, so uh, shifting back to some of the characters. Yeah. When you guys filmed, everybody is perfectly visible except for Marcus Brody. Yeah. You guys intentionally hit his face. Yes. Like, uh, what was the thinking behind that? Okay. Well, we didn't have an actor that resembled him, um, and we we tried to find someone, but it was a little difficult to get someone who would be a little older and and, and resemble Brody. Um, so we we had a stand-in do it, and the stand-in is actually my brother. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, my brother. He wore one of my suits, and he he did this the shot. We did the shot with him. And uh, the voiceover is actually uh, uh, a good friend, Mario. He's a DJ, DJ Rio, uh, uh, and a good friend of mine. He he does voices. He's like a character actor and a, a, a theater kid. So he did like some. He did the voice of Brody. And um, yeah, we 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 kind of did that that way. I thought it would be cool if we did it that way. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say Luca was that happy with it because it kind of is. It's one of those cinematic things where. It's it's not advisable to have a character where you don't see their face, but you hear their voice. But mm. they do it, and, and we did it. Hopefully, we did it as good as we could do it. And I think we pulled it off. I think it was it, it, it adds a little bit, but we had to have it that way because we just couldn't. We didn't have any actors that can uh, that can do it, you know, because they'd have to do the the accent, I guess, and they'd have to look like him, and it was it was hard to get that, but. Well, I mean, just think of it as going back to the old George Lucas formula of you worked with what you had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we did. We we tried to, we, we were just trying to be creative. I mean, we we had that, that awesome library. Uh, well, it's not really a library. It's like an office. Mm-hmm. It's a law office. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it, it really fit the, the, the mood of the shoot. And I just, we couldn't be happier with that, too. That was a great day of shooting, too. That was fun. Yeah. Okay, and for, I mean, we spoiled everything on the the earlier podcast, so the uh, oh. teaser at the end, um, is that what is going to lead into the sequel at all, or is that just like a little wink and nod for fans? Well, it's both. We It's a wink and nod, but yeah, we want to lead it into the sequel. We want to have um, that be something that, that, that we wanted to intrigue people. There's like this thing. It's funny, too. I'm not a huge Marvel fan. I, I do like Marvel. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not. I, I, I guess I'm more of a DC guy. I, I'm more of a... I like the Dark Knight. I like the old Supermans. Um, the new one's okay. I'm not not, not knocking it. But uh, I, I, I this was more of a nod to the Marvel kind of uh, um, uh, stinger scenes mm-hmm. that they have going. And I thought it would be cool for Jones to kind of get into that modern-ish... Uh, you know, stinger scene, after credit scene, and and that's why we did it. Um, we also did it because I did want to make another one. Um, yeah, I, it's funny because I, I I'm I'm it, I want to move to making be- like uh, I want to move to making original stuff, but um, I, I'm just such a diehard Indiana Jones fan. I just can't. I can't. I can't let it go. I got to make another one, and uh, you know, I want it to be bigger and better. I want to. Uh, I'm trying to get a horse. I want there to be a, a scene with Jones riding a horse in this next film. I'm trying to up it, you know, like the same way they do. I I, I, I get them, man. I get why they do what they do. And, and if you look at all the Indiana Jones films, uh, save the fourth one, which I really am not. I don't want to talk about the fourth one. Uh, <laughs> but if you look at the 
the original trilogy, um, they used all different types of vehicles. They got motorcycles, mm-hmm. trucks, horses, you know, uh, Zeppelin, airplanes, all different kinds of vehicles, tanks. I mean, they, they just had one vehicle after another, and, and that's something I, I like, and that's what we're going to try to do with ours. You know, we're going to try to keep pace with that. We need to have a horse, maybe a boat. They had submarine, you know, which is a, a you know, an infamous thing with Jones where he's like mm-hmm. holding on to the, and people wonder, how did he get to the island with the, but there is actually some outtakes of that. They didn't put it in the film of him holding on to the periscope. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but um, that's kind of a cool little tidbit there. But um, did you ever see that? Or no, not? I've, I've never seen the outtakes on it, no. Yeah, take a look at the uh, the outtakes of the Raiders. It's actually really, really intriguing because you wonder like how he was on top of the, the submarine at the end. Mm-hmm. And you wonder how did he, if it goes under underwater, how did he get submerged and well, it ended up that they, they had it. They were going to explain it by him holding on to the periscope and kind of going with it, which is crazy. But mm-hmm. I guess that's why I didn't put it in there. But it's it, there's outtakes on, on uh, YouTube. They're cool. They're cool I'll definitely see. have to check them out. Yeah, check them out. Okay, so do you have any ideas for a non-Indiana Jones fan film? Hmm. Um, not really. I I... As I said, I'm a fan of uh, Hitchcock and, and Rod Serling, so Twilight Zone. I, I do, I did, wrote, I did write uh, what I would think would be an episode of Twilight Zone. I wrote, um, but it's more, uh, it's more of an original thing. It's just, it's more of an inspired. I wouldn't call it a fan film. It's not. I'm not gonna have it in black and white. Mm. I'm not gonna have Rod come out like, or someone play Rod come out. But it's called My Favorite Jacket and. Uh, yeah, I, I sent it out. I got a copy written and stuff. So uh, my girlfriend's actually Debbie is working on the uh, novel. We're not. We're making a novel, a graphic novel of it, and uh, and we're gonna try to make that as a film too. Um, but it, it's kind of fan ish. It's inspired. I'm inspired by Rod. I, I watch Twilight Zone. So it's just I could talk for days about that as well. <laughs> Twilight Zone is is way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's just great, great, great stuff. Great stuff. But if I was thinking of fan film, and there's always star- the Star Wars stuff that's out there, you know, there's a lot of that. Did you see the uh, re- reimagining of the uh, the uh, the end duel between Obi Wan and Vader, where they uh, they 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 did like a, a I don't know a, a re edit of it, and they some fan did it. It's really really well done. I don't know if you saw it. No, I haven't seen. I'll that have one to either. send. Yeah. I'll have to send you a link. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. A fan like made the fight like more in line of uh, how you would how like the fight that would be um, like how they I guess how they do yeah. all the newer movies and yeah 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 and it's really really well done huh. really well done cool well John... do you have any ideas of a fan film <laughs> oh anything you want to churn out I will definitely be watching because uh, uh, no you know... thing do you do have any ideas oh of... uh, me okay. yeah um. No, not really. <laughs> really? No, I, I I dabbled in acting back in high school, you know, drama classes and stuff, but I no, I am definitely no actor and certainly no filmmaker, so. Well, yeah, well I see you got like I asked you before, but you got the X-Men there. Is there any there's no like no ideas that you would have for any like maybe fan films or any any ideas? You, are you a Marvel fan or uh Marvel DC just comics in general, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love I love Marvel. I have I, like I'm I'm a big Marvel fan too. I'm just mm-hmm. now, I would say I'm more of a DC guy, yeah. but I I do love Marvel. I do. 
Um, Hulk is like one of my favorite characters. I love I love the Incredible Hulk. So, mm. but um, and I, I collect comics as well too. And by the way, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, his comics like not only are they Dark Horse, but there is there is Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the further adventures of Indiana Jones. I have all the all of them. Oh wow! Yeah, 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 I collect that too. Big collector of like Indiana Jones memorabilia and stuff. But uh, they are Marvel, so I can't say I'm not a fan of mm-hmm. Marvel. Indiana Jones has Marvel Marvel books, so yeah. Well, that pretty much wraps up all my questions. Is there anything else you'd like to let everybody know about uh, Indiana Jones and the Secret of the Queen's Giant? Oh, well, you could, if you want to see the film, you can see it on, on uh, YouTube. Um, it's uh, Blast Beat Productions. Uh, if you go to YouTube and just put in Indiana Jones and the Secret of the Queen's Giant, it'll pop up. We have our we have a trailer, and then we have our, our feature, oh, it's not feature, but our, our full short film. Uh, it's there. It's, uh, I think it's like 23 minutes. So if you have like a good 20 minutes of time, take, you know, check it out. Leave me a comment, like, subscribe. Uh, I'd love to hear from whoever's listening and, you know, any feedback is really welcomed, positive or, you know, constructive, whatever you got to add. We're definitely, I'd love to hear it. And uh, that's it. I really want to thank you for having me, Clinton. I really, really appreciate this. This has really, really been been fun. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Be sure and let everybody know where they can find you other than just YouTube. Oh, uh, you can find me on on, uh, uh, Instagram. I guess it's, uh, I think it's Johnny Bombs would be Johnny underscore bombs. Uh, I think that's what it is. Um, and you can find my band dead by choice on Instagram. Uh, and also, uh, Instagram secret of the Queens giant. If you put that in, uh, you can find, uh, find us there too. Um, that's really, it. really it. Okay. And for anybody that's listening, you can also email the show at contact at longboxcrusade.com or fanfilmfridays at gmail.com. And uh, I will definitely pass any comments along over to John. So don't worry. He will hear all the positive feedback. <laughs> thank, thank you, Clint. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yep. And we will cut it there, folks. So thank you for joining us. And see you again. Well, as I see, we're normally an audio medium on another Fan Film Fridays. Today you can take your telephone, your, your, your cell phone, and you can make a movie on that. And if it's a really cool movie that's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it. obsessed with film and you love to tell stories and you love working in that medium, uh, then uh, that will give you the strength to be persistent with you.